Hello, podcast. Hello, Facebook, uh, Twitter, or not Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube. We are live here on all links. Hello, everybody, on this February the third day, 2022. Going to get into a little bit of um, Jimbo Fisher had, had an issue with uh, others complaining about the NIL deal. They end up getting the number one class. Talk about that a little bit later. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, they recruited well. And I think he got wise to Minnesota. We'll talk about uh, uh, this Brian Flores fallout. There's a lot going on with that. I'll I'll go through that, my news and notes. Uh, But first, you know, guys, I don't like to come on here and complain a lot. Uh, but again, my day job is, is, is turned into a nightmare lately. It's, it's um, I'm a uh, carrier driver, medical carrier. Uh, we've had some of the worst weather. This has been one of the worst winters. Uh, this is the worst winter since I've started this job, folks. And I'll say this about people driving. On a personal note, I showed a picture of the car, that the truck that crashed in front of me. On Interstate 65 out of Nashville, Brentwood, Tennessee, north, uh, just before the O'Hickory Boulevard exit, about a mile and a half going northbound. Uh, Anybody that, and I'll get to the show in just a second, but it should be against the law to speed in downpour rains. It should be so much against the law that... If you are called speeding on the interstate in downpour rains, that should be the same as a DUI, in my opinion. Because the people that do that, they think they're smart. They think other people's overly cautious and stupid. And really, they're the ones who are stupid. There's a lot of people in society, not just in this country, who do not need a driver's license. They think they're smart, uh, and they just don't know what they're doing. I don't know if they took the proper class. They don't care. They think their car is better than what it is. Uh, today I'm driving, like I said, my day job and I'm going along about 45, 50 in a 70 because it's pouring down rain. Right. And this guy in front of me spins out about, he's about 50 feet in front of me. I could see him starting to lose control because he's speeding. He's an idiot. Maybe in a sheet. I don't know. So this person's spinning out, you know, and this semi-truck is trying to miss this person on the interstate, very busy interstate. But it was 2 o'clock, 2.15, not as busy traffic-wise as a 5 o'clock traffic. So the semi hits this car that he's trying to miss, knocks the car out to the right lane, I'm in the center lane. The semi, uh, after that, loses its trailer and goes out of control and hits the wall in front of me. And I stop about five feet from all this. There's plastic everywhere. I thought the car, the person was dead. You know, there's uh, fiberglass all over the place. The the trailer of this semi on 65 uh, goes so far off the interstate into a grassy media on top of a train track. That's how bad a wreck this was. 
And uh, once I got doing my drops, my, my medical drops, you know, I'm picking up uh, medical specimens. Uh, I actually called the Tennessee Department of Safety to see if that the person had died. And, and the person, uh, the lady, she said that, no, um, this person didn't die. Uh, the, the, the state trooper would have, would have called that in. So they end up closing down the interstate for a little while, but not as long as I thought. All because people do not slow down in the rain. They're stupid. They think they're smart. Again, I think it should be against the law to do so. You know, um, I think it should be reckless driving. It, it's so bad, Pickles. I tell you, it's yeah, 65. Just now saw your comments. Uh, uh, it's one of the worst accidents. Actually, I called my mom after this. I said, pray for me to get out of this job. I can't stand this, you know. But anyways, so you have a short show tonight. And I'll tell you what, guys, if this continues, uh, we've had such a really bad winter here in Nashville. This is the worst winter since I've taken this job. It'll be seven years in March. Uh, I, I may just go back to doing the show on Sunday nights. And, and if uh, if that hurts my Roku TV deal, that just hurts it. You know, I, I can't. It's uh, it's taking uh, it's too much going on during the J job. Okay, Ron Flores. Ron Flores is, um, and the truck driver didn't cause it. It was the, the person in the car going too fast, Pickles. Uh, they they had no business going that fast in that kind of rain. It was downpour rain, standing water. Uh, the truck driver did everything they can to dodge this idiot, but the person kept spinning because they had no business going that fast. They're trying to get over. The hydroplane, they spun. Truck hits that person, and... Uh, the truck uh, jackknife, I guess that's the term, loses the trailer and the truck runs into a wall and I'll stop about five feet from the truck. I'm seeing it. Luckily, the other truck driver behind me looks in. The truck driver seemed to be fine because uh, they had the signal. And the guy said, I gave the signal. Are you calling the ambulance? He said, yeah, I'm doing it. So I got out of there. Um, yeah. Anyways. I'll say this about Brian Flores, switching gears, getting to the program. About a six-minute rant there, but, you know, I just have to let you guys engage in what's going on. That's why I'm in some of the moods that I get in. Um, didn't get into all the information that I wanted to get into, but I'll tell you enough. I've seen enough. I've read enough. I've heard enough. I've heard the responses to Brian Flores. And I'll say this, if I'm Brian Flores, I, uh, I, I contact Bill Belichick, John Elway, Dolphins organization, and tell them I apologize. I'm dropping this lawsuit. I, I, I got frustrated. I lost my cool. I apologize for anybody's reputation or whatnot that I've hurt. Uh, he, he's really, really somebody's giving him some horrible advice, you know? And so you ask, why, why is this guy frustrated? Okay. Uh, we have a guy going to the Super Bowl, and as a head coach, he's 36 years old. He is going to a second Super Bowl. He His, his former backup, uh, his former assistant in the Super Bowl, uh, his former assistant, uh, quarterback coach Zach Taylor's in, in the Super Bowl. Okay, 
Sean McVay is... This is why guys like him get the job and guys like Flores get irritated, okay? His grandfather coached for the, 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 the New York Giants in the 70s. He was a general manager. Mr. McVeigh was a general manager for the 49ers in the in the 80s when they're rumbling and, and rolling, winning Super Bowls in Montana pickles, you know? And his dad was a college player for Indiana, and then he was a player as well. So he didn't even try to go to the NFL. He went directly to coaching. He had a fast track. He, he knew exactly who to talk to, where to go, what to do. The league is going more offensive. He has an offensive background. And the guy is a head coach at 30, 32 years old, something like that, like John Madden. This is his second Super Bowl, okay? And you got his assistants going there. Uh, Zach Taylor, Brandon Staley, Matt LaFleur from the Green Bay Packers, Brandon Staley from the L.A. Chargers. Uh, now Kevin O'Connell from um, – that's possibly going to be uh, – what uh, O'Connell, I want to say uh, Minnesota – because uh, Harbaugh backed out of that. Raheem Morris is also a black guy, by the way. And uh, he's up to be a candidate for the Saints, Miami, Houston, Jacksonville, which is still open. And my point is, and, and Marcellus Wiley points this out, is a lot of the black coaches are still players. They get started at an at a older age. Guys like McVeigh. Nepotism is a problem. Yes, I said it's. I've said that on this program. That's uh, you have a connection already. You get started at a young age. You go right to the top, and you got other people that've been you know floating around the league for years, and they're irritated. You know. But I had some more notes and I accidentally erased them. But I, I could go off memory with a lot of this. There's a book by, I think it's um, not Napoleon Hill, but it's called Outliers. You can look it up. Uh, Malcolm Gladwell, excuse me. And it talks about the 10,000-hour rule. Uh, It does a study of the Beatles. The Beatles uh, put eight hours uh, in. in, uh, They they, they rehearsed at one time for eight hours straight and, and did shows for eight hours straight when they were coming up. Nobody... In the 50s and late 50s, nobody ever heard of that kind of training. It was intense. It was over the top. Very intense training, you know. And this type of training is what a lot of these coaches already have. You're Sean McVay's of the world. And if you see this from the outside, it looks like the league is being prejudiced and all that. No, the guy's just good because he's got training at a young age. You see what I'm saying? And so that that is a big part of it. It's the nepotism. It's because, well, the guy can't help it. Like me, I can't help it. I was born in the ghetto, you know? And, but I, I did move around a lot, lived in the pro. I can't help that. I'm a first generation. I can't help that. But this guy can't help he was born on third base either. You see what I'm saying? And... So, 
and, and going back to so that that's McVay. That's a lot of the coaches that are getting the jobs in the NFL. Okay, and I noticed that when I was watching uh, the Today Show, Good Morning America. Uh, what's her name? Gail King Pickles. She brings on Brian Flores, and she talks about all this stuff, and with Flores. Well, the fact that there's only one black head coach in the NFL, and that's it. She didn't. Fa- she failed to mention that there is also a new, there is a, a, a black NFL uh, general manager for the Cleveland Browns. That the coach was fired by the general manager because he couldn't get along. Brian Flores, who's black, by the way, the general manager, uh, uh, Chris Greer of the Miami Dolphins. She failed to mention that. Okay, uh, Ryan Poles, she failed to mention the 36-year-old because he got started young. The 36-year-old black guy, assistant for Kansas City, for Kansas City, gets the general manager job with the Bears at 36, not to mention uh, that uh, 41-year-old general manager, new hire, Black guy, I can't remember his name. It's like an uh, OCO manure. It's a very long name. He's a Princeton guy. So the league is getting smarter. They're getting younger. There's a lot of Ivy League people in here. And so the everything is racist crowd. It gets harder and harder and harder for them to come up with new material. You know? And Jason Whitlock. He's been covering, he has been covering the NFL and professional sports for 32 years. Black guy worked for ESPN and Fox. And he's got a show called Fearless. And yesterday, he talks about the other coaches for the Dolphins that were fired under Stephen Ross. And they all were there about two to three years, Soprano, all those guys. And I'm not taking up for Stephen Ross. Stephen Ross runs, it's a a, a train wreck down there, half the time for the past 10, 12 years. We had the Bullygate situation, Pickles. Remember that? You had a coach sniffing cocaine on camera down there in Miami. I mean, you've had uh, just one fallout after another. A slew of coaches, two, three years here and there. And he talks about them. And I wanted to bring that sound bite, but almost got hit in a really bad car wreck today. So I couldn't get that. So anyways, and and this is Jason Whitlock. At Jason Whitlock, on, on, uh, uh, he, he's verified on Twitter. And Whitlock says that, and this is his words, not mine. He says, the, the black guy, the, these, these guys on ESPN, um, for instance, I've got a few screenshots here. People like this, what is this guy's name? Mark Jones, ESPN. Uh, refuses to get a police escort in 2020 because of the police brutality thing to games. He's a broadcaster for ESPN for 30 years, okay? This guy's a broadcaster for 30 freaking years. 
and then he refuses to get uh, that's grandstanding, right? And then you got guys crying like Shannon Sharp on TV about the emails by John Gruden and whatnot. He's going over the top. You've got Jalen Rose doing the same thing. And what Jason, this is Jason, black guy, 32 years he's covered the league. He says those guys are all married to white women. And in the community, the black community, Whitlock's words, as he states that they over, they're like the person, Stephen, who wears all the what would Jesus do stuff on their on their arm. They got all the verses. And I'm a person, I go to church, I, I, I go every week. Uh, if I don't go, I watch it at home, I do the tithe and do all that stuff. But I'm always leery of the person that's overboard with that sort of thing because they're overcompensating for something. A lot of those people are usually cheating on their wife with prostitutes. They may be a pedophile or something, right? But what Jason is saying is these guys get so much flack in the black community because they're with a white woman. That they overcome, they're they're the biggest race, everything is racist crowd out there. And he he uses those examples I just mentioned, including guys like the Smart Jones guy. You know, because Brian Flores is married to a white lady, and his words, not mine, is a big part of why he's doing what he's doing. Then I find out today he brings on a reporter that says Flores cannot... Flores could not get along with anybody, including his own players, his own coaches. This reporter describes that Flores, and and, and, uh, not only did he have a black general manager, but he had the most black assistants, and he still couldn't get along with everybody. And I'm beginning to believe, from what I hear from this reporter on the... Again, I wish I had some more um, sound bites here. But basically, this guy is really hard to, to... He's probably just a coordinator type, even though they had a pretty good record. You know? This reporter talks about other records, like Tony Soprano, Serrano, sound like some Tony Soprano. Uh, you know, it, it, and, and again, I'm not a big Stephen uh, Ross guy. I think he's more into marketing. He's bringing these celebrities. Uh, he's kind of like Jerry Jones, except he didn't ever have a Jimmy Johnson at the beginning. He's more into that than he is into winning, I think. Miami is a mess. But let me let me show you what what kind of fallout this happened here. You know? This is from John Elway. Remember what he said about John Elway Flores in 2019 that Elway was hung over? Hung over for the interview? He actually said that. And it was a sham interview because he's black. It was a Rooney Rule thing. And that's what Marcelo swallowed. Just do away with it. Don't waste people's time with that. You know? We're past all that. I just named you four general managers. 
those are the guys that do the hiring and they are black. So your everything is racist crowd. They've got less and less to work with. Not to say that there may be some issues in the NFL. These are older owners, different generations. But, uh, what was this guy's name? Sutherland Pickles, the, the racist owner from the Clippers. We know he was a racist. We heard the videos. Doc Rivers was his coach. You know? So that that's, you know, that's just, is what it is. So this is what John Elway says. John Elway puts a statement out. While I was not planning to respond publicly to the false and defamatory claims by Brian Flores, I could not be silent anymore with my character, integrity, and professionalism being attacked. I took Brian, I took Coach Flores very seriously as a candidate for our head coach position in 2019 and enjoyed a three and a half hour interview. Nobody does a three and a half hour interview hungover. I tell you, you have to be pretty tough. Interview with him. Along with the rest of our group, I was prepared, ready, and fully engaged during the entire interview as Brian shared his experience and vision for our team. It's unfortunate and shocking to learn from a first time this week that Brian felt differently about our interview from 2019. I added that year part in there. Quote, for Brian to make an assumption, was that word assume again, right? When you break down, assume. I heard a coach say this on the Bad News Bears one time, the original pickles in the 70s. You got the word A-S-S-U-M-E. Don't assume. Because you're going to make a A-S-S-U-M-E out of both of us. Okay? So, for Brian, going back to, to, to John Elway, for Brian, to make an assumption about my appearance and state of mind early that morning was subjective, hurtful, and plain wrong. If I appeared disbeheveled, that's what he says, as he claimed, it was because I had flown there in the middle of the night immediately followed another interview in Denver and was going on a few hours sleep to meet with him in a window that we provided. It was across the country. It was on the East Coast. Okay? And I've flown from Denver to, to Dallas. Your head feels like it's going to explode because you are, uh, it's the elevation thing. So basically like a red eye there. This guy flies all the way across the country. You feel like you're hungover coming off that altitude. You know? But he didn't say nothing about that until now. That's what really kills me about this guy. And I'm glad Elway said what he said. You know? Now, I, I, to give both sides, Tony Dungy did say, and I, I respect Dungy's opinion, because I, I don't think he has an agenda. You know? Something has to change. Tony Dungy says NFL discrimination... Lawsuit could be the tip of the iceberg. I'll say this. Um, Dungy is probably saying that we probably really don't need the Rooney rule anymore. 
Because, okay, if you own the team and you have a Sean McVay type of guy who's, and, and life ain't fair, guys. People are born on third base. You know, I've talked about this with friends from college and, 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 and friends from work over the years. I don't like networking, but you have to know people that feel comfortable with hiring you and doing business with you. That's part of it, okay? That's that's the Sean McVay thing. The guy's a good coach. He got started. He got the 10,000 hours. And he's networked enough through family, whether it's right or wrong. That's in any endeavor in business that you go to, you know? But that's part of it. So anyways... Lost my track of thought. But uh, so Dungy is saying, just take it away. Don't waste people's time. Don't waste people's time with the Rooney Rule. Now, I personally don't want you asking me to fly across the country to meet you, go to dinner with you, and... Waste a whole day of my time when my time is money just like yours is just to check a box. The same people that they're all in New York. I used to live in New York. All these places, CBS this morning, Get Up and ABC, they're all in one little circle. They all go to the same country clubs, Pickles. There's a term for it, and I'm not going to use it because I'm nice and I'm not going to go political. But it's something to do with the limousine. I'll keep it that way. These people all have their little cocktails together and they're all, they love our media, our, our, our national media. They love to play up that race card. They love to play up that social justice thing. You know, they, because it gets ratings. It's, it, it, it's sightful, you know, but that type of rule has really hurt people's feelings. Like, Eric B. Enemy going to all these interviews and not getting a job. Brian Flores finding out that he didn't get the job through Bill Belichick in a missed text. Okay? It was a, a miscommunication. And people like Colin Cowherd, he didn't say it Monday, uh, what's today, Thursday? He didn't say it on Tuesday or Wednesday, I guess. No, Tuesday. This came out. Uh, yeah, Wednesday's program. Today's Thursday. I didn't list them today. Wednesday, he didn't say it, but he insinuated that the Giants' ownership's racist and that they're a mess and blah, blah, blah. He didn't say it because I guess he'd figure out he might get sued. And I thought, how much homework with all your producers that you do Colin, Jerry Reese was black. That was their general manager a few general managers ago. He's the guy who brings in the coaches. He's the guy who brings in the coaches. There's more general managers now than there's ever been that are black. And young. Ron Poles is 36. You know, it's really hard for your everything is racist crowd to win arguments, you know? And again, in a lot of these grandstanders, 
Randy Moss. He even going back to Jason Whitlock. He even mentioned Randy Moss. Randy Moss is crying on TV about the John Gruden emails. And and Whitlock calls him out for it. You know? Cause he showed he says, yeah. Because he's he, he, he's seeing a white lady. He's married to a white woman. He said, they don't want me to hear that. White people ain't supposed to know. That's what that, that's what this Woodlock says. You know? I'm going to play you. A, and, and the people that hear what I'm saying. And I'm going to play you guys a little something. I tell the truth on this program. And... Sometimes I just think that people can't handle the truth. Hold on, folks. Let me change out. I'm going to play off soundbite. Hold on real quick. Got to change out my... All right. Have to be transferred. Colonel, Lieutenant Kendrick ordered the code red, didn't he? Because that's what you told Lieutenant Kendrick to do. I'm oh, listening. This is from, these guys loose, Your Your This is um, 1992. A few good men: Tom Cruise, Jack Nicholson. Famous argument in the courtroom. I want you guys to hear. Your Honor, you doctored the logbook. Damn it, Captain! You coerced the doctor. Colonel Jackson. You don't have to answer that question. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. The people that your race, everything is racist crowd, can't handle the truth. And the truth is, you have a leg to stand on. They just don't have, and that's what I, you know, going about with the Jason Whitlock comments. That's the truth of why a lot of people, you're calling, he calls people like you're Colin Kaepernick's half-pro-Americans. He has identity issues, you know, and they didn't handle the, Gail King can't handle the truth. You know, these people cannot handle the truth about this. I'm going to play it one more time. That's good stuff, you guys. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You, you can't, can't handle, handle the, the truth. truth! People can't. They can't. You know? That would have been a lot more animated if I didn't have almost a near-death experience today. <laughs> uh, other news... Texas A&M, National Signing Day was Wednesday. And Texas A&M gets the number one class. And the other coaches around the league can't handle the truth that they're going to end up winning a national championship. You know? Uh, very heated exchange there. That uh, I wouldn't have heated exchange, I, I, a little hot under the collar. 
Jimbo Fisher was asked about it, and he he denies that it's over the top NIL. He says we've disclosed everything. We don't have millions of dollars, and I don't know what whether he does or not. I just know they have a large endowment, and he's going to do whatever it takes within the legal means to to get the players in. A and M is going to be. Um, they're going to win a national championship. I don't know if it's going to be two years or three years. I thought they had a shot. Uh, they beat Alabama last year. I called that. Their quarterback got hurt last year, or they would have been in the SEC championship game. I would have called that. Uh, three years ago, told you guys I thought Georgia was getting closer. They started losing games. They should have won. I gave up on them last year. They end up doing it. The next one is going to be an AM. They're going to win a national championship. They've got the coaching. He's already won a national championship with Florida State. Uh, Lane Kiffin's coming at him. Uh, Kiffin's just mad because he can't recruit like that. He don't have the but the backing that Fisher's got. He needs, He's another guy. He's a nepotism guy, Kiffin. Uh, even Saban's a little ticked off about it. Uh, the vice president of Notre Dame has came at Jimbo Fisher. And he tells them all where to go, you know. Just get used to it. And hey, I'm all is fair in love and uh, college football recruiting. If you ask me, uh, I'm I'm totally okay with it. Uh, NIL's legal. That's basically playing players. I don't care how you do it. Uh, it's same the transfer portal. It is what it is. In case you guys are wondering, the top five was. Uh, A&M, Alabama, and Georgia's a top three. Ohio State is number four, and I don't think I held the number five. But that brings me to the number eight class. Was uh, Number five was Texas. There you go. What did I say at the beginning? Texas and Texas A&M have the largest endowment, most money, they're probably going to do the best on NIL because it means more. They've got the deeper pockets, and they love football down there. But Alabama fans, Alabama Mation, won't let that go on too long. They will do whatever it takes to get up there if NIL becomes it. That's what those people do, you know. But uh, so Michigan's number nine, and Jim Harbaugh, that, that's good. That's up like seven spots. They were like 17th last year. Had a really good season. Harbaugh loses his uh, defensive coordinator. Goes place for his brother, John, uh, in, in, in uh, Baltimore. But he probably got wise. He looked at Kirk Cousins. He looked at that Vikings roster. And he changed his mind. I don't blame him. It's just not a good gig right now. Uh, so he's going to come back to Michigan this year. Uh, he's going to be competitive, although Ohio State, like I said, they've got the number four class. They still got a better class, but Michigan is inching closer to them. But none of these teams are going to touch these SEC teams. I'm sorry. It's a regional sport. It means more down here. I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but that's just the way it is. They recruit better. These battles pickles are done mainly in February. It's not in September. It's in February. It's depth, you know? 
Yeah, flip flop, uh, man, New Yorker, because uh, Carlos, he he he's he he listened to Sports Scope. He got wise. You don't want to take that Minnesota job. Who wants to live up there? You know, Kirk Cousins. What are you going to do with Kirk Cousins? That's frustrating. You know. And the guy that's a general manager who's also black uh, used to work under. Uh, he used to work under Harbaugh, uh, with Harbaugh, with the 49ers. Now he's the guy. He's the general manager. He wanted Harbaugh. But Harbaugh looked at Harbaugh looked at uh, at that roster, and he didn't want to do it. I don't blame him. I'm glad he didn't do it. I'm glad he's staying at Michigan, you know. I, I really am. I'm, I'm glad he's staying at Michigan. And Pickle says, yeah. It's like Puerto Rico for baseball. It's just huge down here in the south, southern part of the country. You know, uh, Alabama, Texas A&M, Georgia, those three teams, LSU, LSU. I mean, you, you want to see those teams play as much as possible. You know, those are that's NFL on Saturday. That is the NFL uh, on Saturday, you know. But if you guys missed the show earlier, listen to my my near really bad car wreck story uh, that I didn't get. It kept it from me. It didn't hit me. Uh, check that out. A little crazy. I wouldn't say life flashed for my eyes, but I, I, I just called my mom. I said, please, just pray that I get out of this job, you know. Pray that we can get a sports job. We're gonna be, we, we could do sports dope more and uh, all that driving in the rain, sleet, and snow, and working 12, 15 hours a day, 12, 13, I'll leave that to somebody else, you know? Again, if you guys like the show, share the show. If you want to contribute to the program, uh, go to the Z-E-L-E app, uh, Zelle app, and uh, it's sportsscope at gmail.com. I'll be on Tuesday. We'll have a little bit more going on. Uh uh, Mad New Yorker says, "I like to see Tennessee play better on Saturday." Well, they didn't go after Hugh Freeze, you know. They lost me when they went out and hired a guy that lost three games with UCF talent. They lost me there, and everybody else is getting on this guy. I'm like, no, you didn't go after Hugh Freeze. You didn't go after the other guy that's from the Knoxville. I can't remember his name. Um, that coach there. Uh, they're not serious about winning. They're not as serious as Alabama, as Texas a They're not serious. If you don't take it serious, I'm not going to take it serious. I'm not going to invest my time into it. Just food for thought, okay? Have a good night, everybody. I will see you Tuesday around, give or take, uh, a few minutes, 9 p.m. Central Time. Oh, and Saturday, or excuse me, Sunday, 7.30, the Mac, Jack, and Jim uh, Jeff Coach show. It's always animated. Jim Jeff Coat, former Dallas Cowboys. Uh, he's a big guy, but I'm not intimidated by him because I'm in Nashville. I don't care. You know, love the guy, nice guy, but I'm not going to be afraid to criticize the Cowboys. And he appreciates that. But it's a good show. It's a good back and forth. Uh, Jim, former Dallas Cowboy. Mac is a Hall of Fame boxing writer. Uh, Jack is. And Mac is uh, put the whole thing together. He's the man. Uh, Linda, their producer there, really good. 
You can catch me on 3 p.m. replay on Roku TV. Uh, uh, Central time, that'll be 4 p.m. On Wednesdays and Fridays, this show will be replayed. So have a good night, everybody. Just want to get my final announcements in. I will see you. uh, Otherwise, on my show, uh, 9 p.m. Central time here on Sports Scope on Tuesday nights. Thank you, podcast.